The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back, my friends. Thanks for joining us as we take a few minutes out of our day to be in God's Word, and we're glad you're with us and hope that our time together for these few moments will be an encouragement to you. Uh, We are in the book of Matthew. Uh, We're still working towards the end of the Gospel of Matthew as we look at uh, the last few days of the life of of life Jesus' ministry on earth, and then we move towards his end as he works towards his ultimate ascension. So Matthew chapter 22, um, what we're having is similar to what we talked about yesterday, where religious leaders are just trying to trick Jesus up. Ultimately, the goal is to be able to discredit Jesus or ultimately find a reason to kill Jesus is what they're looking for. But in this situation, they're just finding a way to prove him wrong. And so uh, they're using, now the key is always unique because they're using their own knowledge. They don't understand scripture. Uh, They use their own knowledge against Jesus, and of course, Jesus just uses truth, uses scripture, uses doctrine in a simple way to prove them wrong. So we have another one, and this is a group of the Sadducees. So we see in verse 23, then the same day, the, the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him. So the Sadducees was a, um, a different sect of religious group, didn't believe a lot of the things the Pharisees believed. And one of the things, as we see here, they did not believe in was the resurrection of the dead. They did not believe that once you died, you would ultimately go to heaven or hell or go somewhere else. Uh, it would not make sense. They didn't believe that. So they would never believe in heaven. They would not believe in eternity. I guess we'd say, once you're dead, you're dead. That was the, the religious premise behind it. So they're using their belief to find a way to trick up their belief and some of the teaching and the culture of the day, um, and really the law of the day, to trick up Jesus. So they come in verse 24. This is what they ask him. Teacher, Moses said that if a man dies having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were with, now there were with uh, seven brothers. The first died, and after he had married and having no offspring, left his, bro- left his wife to his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third even to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven shall she be? For they all had her. Now, this is a law that Moses put out, that if one of the things, remember, in, especially in the Old Testament, Old Testament time, but in the Middle Eastern culture, um, women, unfortunately, needed a man, property and all that was owned through men. So there needed to be a man to be able to make sure that she wasn't left alone. So the rule was that if a husband passed away, if there was a single brother, then they would, they would step in and they would marry and continue the line for the older brother. Um, that was an understanding. They took this, they take this law that Moses had put. It really is a, Moses is a cultural law. It was something that was stated out to be followed, and they're trying to use Moses is, you know, an ancestor there of Moses to really, to teach, to trick Jesus up. And so they go through, and the simple premise is that seven different men had gone through this. By the way, it is definitely just a theoretical. I mean, just picture the probability that all seven men would die before she would. Um, you know, so obviously they're stretching to make this thing work. But so they come and say what would happen. They're using a, and it's a stupid theoretical, which he catches on to. So in verse 29, The Bible says, and Jesus answered and said to them, you are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. So I love the fact that he jumps out right away. He just comes right back at him. See, your problem is you don't know the truth. 
You don't really know what's going on. One of the things we're going to learn, and people want to argue, I've heard people argue this when it comes to Christian belief or what we supposedly or don't believe or all of those different things. One of the things that grabs my attention is they really don't know truth. They, they know what other people have said about Christians in our belief. They know what they think we're supposed to, what the culture says about Christians, but they actually don't know Scripture. Um, I've had people over the years get me to disprove a point or to prove, uh, they bring me a fa- fallacy and I'm supposed to prove it. And I just come back and say, well, prove it wrong. I, I, you prove, you know, the script, prove in the scripture where this is at. Well, tell me in scripture where it's not. Um, and so a lot of the times, if you try to get in an argument with somebody when they're arguing ignorance, they're arguing lies, they're arguing that. There's nothing you can do about that. So all you can do is just, you know, stick to truth. Don't, don't jump into the trap of arguing things that there's no truth, and especially things that aren't scriptural. Throughout the years, I've had people try to give me their opinion on theology, and then you want my argument. And a lot of, some of them, there's no Bible basis. It's just their view of what's going to happen. I say, well, it's an intriguing view. It's your perspective. I don't debate it because the argument's not biblical to begin with. I will talk about different perspectives of Scripture, but I'm not going to jump on the side when someone's outside of Scripture. And that's what they're doing here. So uh, here's, then he gives truth. He gives truth in verse 30. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitudes heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. So the first thing he does is he just kind of throws off their thinking, because you don't even know Scripture. This is ridiculous. And he gets a simple point. When you get to heaven, we're not going to live in heaven like we do here. And, and I've had people throughout the years when they get to this, and frankly, I look at this passage sometimes, I'm discouraged, you know, I, you know. My relationship with my wife won't be the same when I get to heaven. One of the things we've got to be careful about is there's a reason God has clearly not given us a lot of details about heaven. It's very different than earth, uh, and it's really hard for us to understand what it's like to live in that time, because all we understand is today's culture and today's thinking. Uh, He uses some of the things we know, eating and things of that, you know, the feasts and things like that, to give us an idea but what it's like is going to be different. It's just, you know, we're, we're going to be in glorified bodies. Our thinking is different. A lot is different. Um, I know people have said their one big fear of going to heaven is it's just going to be church all day long. Uh, and that's not what Scripture says. So there is something different. And we, it's going to be hard for us to understand. We don't understand the supernatural realm. But he did say, listen, you're trying, what he's saying is you're trying to bring in human understanding of the world into the supernatural realm, into heaven, and it doesn't work that way. He goes, in heaven, they don't, they're not married or given in marriage. We just don't live that way. It's a very, very different story. And then he goes on to say that he goes, God is not the God of the dead, but the living. And he describes people who at this point had died. He goes, they're still alive. And so he just goes and teaches, listen, um, he says, God is the, he goes, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Obviously, these three men had deceased at this point, and yet he's still the God of them. He's saying, these men are still alive in the heaven, in paradise at this point at this time is really where they were and he's describing that this is what's happening this is the truth Uh, and and I love the fact that what he does is he doesn't jump in and try to argue their point Uh, there's no winning in arguing their point the simple answer comes down to this 
that they, he just argues truth. He just explains truth. And frankly, it's what we need to do. The, instead of trying to learn everything else or try to figure out what everybody else is thinking, let's just focus our attention on truth. And the more you know about truth, the one thing that's unique about knowing truth is the more you know about truth, the more obvious the lies become. And you don't have to know why it's a lie. You just say, you know what? That doesn't fit. And you know that because you know truth. And it's that truth in the Holy Spirit that helps you to recognize that that you you are that what they're saying is not true. You don't even have to understand why they're saying it's not true. It just doesn't match up with truth. And so Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You stay following Jesus, learn the truth, study the word of God, learn these things. The more you learn about truth, the more obvious the lies become. And you don't have to understand why. You just stay away from it. Um, and our job is not to prove liars wrong, because frankly, if they're lying, uh, either they really believe themselves or they know they're lying, and when it all comes down to it, it doesn't matter anyway. You're not going to prove them wrong. So stick to the truth. Teach the truth, live the truth, and let God take care of those details, and don't be tricked up. The world is trying so hard to use the, um, some of our teaching against us, um, and some of it is people using our teaching poorly. Um, don't be worried about that. Stay to the truth. Let God take care of those things. Keep moving forward. God knows what's going on, and, and He's going to use it, and He's got a plan. Thanks again for joining us today on this Tuesday morning, giving me a chance to be part of your day. Appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of your day, rest of your week. Stick with us as we continue in the book of Matthew. We'll see you again tomorrow.